The missionaries were held hostage for two months. You're listening to the news on RTHK. Good morning and welcome to Back Chat uh, with Anna Fenton and me, Jim Gould. And uh, this morning we're talking more about uh, John Lee's uh, election platform uh, with a special attention uh, in this programme to youth development. John Lee announced uh, his election platform last week with four main areas. Uh, he promised to strengthen governance, uh, boost land and housing supply, improve Hong Kong's competitiveness and build a caring society. And part of that uh, caring society was uh, a section on youth development. Uh, we have two guests with us now for back chats uh, with us in our studio. We have uh, Jason Yip, who's the CEO of the Mingwai Youth Office. Good morning to you. Good morning. And also on the line, uh, Andrew Lang, an independent uh, international uh, China strategist. Um, so perhaps, um, Jason Yip, if we could ask you first. So uh, John Lee's talked about formulating a comprehensive youth policy and youth development blueprint. So what would you expect to be in that? Yeah, actually, uh, we have recently interviewed around more than 60 youth from different backgrounds uh, to talk about if it is necessary for Hong Kong to form the youth strategy again, what is actually necessary to be inside. Uh, they have highlighted a few areas that uh, cover their physical or psychological uh, well-being of the youth, uh, the education, career, Career, civil participation, housing, or even including a very specific topic about social reconciliation. I think that that response to what happens over the last few years in Hong Kong, the youth uh, definitely see uh, there's a necessity for, for Hong Kong to formulate against uh, the youth strategy. Social reconciliation, so you're talking about the civil unrest that exactly. we experienced in 2019. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so how do you suppose uh, the authorities, uh, John Lee, uh, when he becomes CE, we can say when rather than if, I guess. But uh, um, how do you suppose he would be able to go about that? Uh, I think we cannot single out one area to say it's more important. Most of the youth saying that the areas that we have mentioned, they are all very important to them, but uh, they are interlinked somehow. For example, the psychological or mental well-being of the youth somehow is also related mm. to what have changes in Hong Kong since 2019. Mm. But if we have to talk about 2019 specifically, yet the youth also understand uh, the protester at that moment may have violated the law at that particular moment. But uh, after they have, uh, they have taken the legal responsibility or after they are discharged from the detention centre or whatever, uh, the society should be ready to have a scheme or a mechanism for them to reintegrate uh, into the society. Uh, in, no matter whether it's a career or school education or whatever, it is very important to provide them a room uh, to grow with the whole society again. But uh, so... At, at, You're at, you talking specifically mm -hmm. about the young people who were arrested and faced criminal charges following the disturbances in 2009? Uh, I think it's not only about that, uh, because uh, the, the the youth disturbed by that uh, instance also whether the youth see the chance for the society to move on again. Uh, as of this moment the channels for moving on for, for them uh, to be, let's say to reconcile with the society is still not very very much uh, discussed. So the youth feel uh, whether their the, the, the frustrations or depressions uh, can have a way to be explained or to be listened again. So what is their main beef? What is their complaint? Uh, I think the thing is uh, the youth also want to see, yes, they see some of the youth have been, uh, have taken the legal responsibility, but uh, what 
what if their their charges or their punishment is over? Can they see their friends or their their uh, their fellows uh, to be able to uh, develop in Hong Kong once again? I think there should be a better plan uh, for the for the youth who have committed the criminal uh, charges uh, to be able to look for the opportunity to redevelop in the society again. Yeah. Okay, but what about, you said before this was, that was just some of them, what about the vast majority of youth who were not arrested? Yes, what, there's what, another... What, what's on their mind? I think that is also uh, related to the psychological well-being of the youth. Uh, so be, let, let's be specific. Mm, psychological mm. is a massive bag of tricks. Mm. What exactly do they mean? Uh, I think it's the... It's the is the chance uh, to have their their voices to be heard, and at the same time, in our interview with them, they also concern about the social participations, because the channels about the uh, the social the civic and social participations in Hong Kong have changed. So they have uh, sometimes uh, comments saying that now they don't know if they still want to contribute to the society, no matter is uh, is the public affairs or social affairs. Uh, the channel is still not very clear to them how they can uh, participate in to the community affair again. So, so they, they want their voices to be heard. They, was, they want their voices to be heard. At the same time, they want to have wider channels for the youth to participate in different areas of, of, the, of the public affair. It doesn't matter whether it is politically related. It can be district affair related. Because as of now, the youth also say the, uh, the hurdles to join the district affair is still quite high for the ordinary youth that they don't have really affiliations to any political groups or social backgrounds. So so they, they, but uh, the youth in Hong Kong are quite well educated. They do see a lot of problems in their community, uh, maybe related to livelihood or or the COVID nineteen response. They they, they see their 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 power to actually contribute to the community. But uh, the channel is not that uh, well established as of now. So I, I would say uh, it's not only about their voice to be heard, it's, it's actually they have desire to contribute to the better development of their livelihood. But as of this moment, the channel uh, is, uh, is not that clear to most of the people. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, let's bring in uh, uh, Andrew Leung, uh, independent China strategist. Uh, good morning to you. Good morning. Uh, thanks for joining us on the programme. Uh, so uh, Mr Lee's talking about uh, setting different policy targets for healthy and diverse youth development and enhancing their upward mobility. Um, how do you suppose that he would uh, have to go about that? Well, first of all, um, for those who are not familiar with my background, in addition to being an international and independent China strategist, I have been uh, Director General of Social, of social Welfare, welfare right. uh, yeah. for more for for more than four years before handing over to Carrie Lam twice in a row, um, in addition to Director of Social Welfare, also Director General of London. Anyway, um, I'd like to highlight um, a number of concrete um, aspects uh, following uh, uh, the other guest's um, um, exposition of the, some of the problems, because uh, since the handover, uh, Hong Kong's major failing uh, is is um, the failure to respond to the aspirations uh, of the youth. Um, and I'd like to condense them, uh, crystallize them in four main areas. The first one is employment on enterprise, um, because they can start their own business, uh, but they have to uh, find um, employment that meet with their aspirations and job skills. And, and both of these are seem to be lacking. Uh, there, there seems to be lacking, um, and then the result is lack of upward mobility, and that leads to the frustrations of the youth. Um, 
for example, uh, first of all, the Hong Kong uh, economy uh, is too much uh, uh, loaded uh, in favor of finance and also property and 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 um, and logistics in a way. Um, but then uh, some of the more innovative um, kind of enterprises um, seems to be lacking. But let's not forget there is huge opportunity uh, for the youth. Uh, a typical example is the. Uh, um, in fact, the founder uh, of the world's Trung Empire uh, was from Hong Kong, and he was uh, uh, Wang Tao. Uh, he founded DJI, and he was a graduate with the University of Science and Technology. So there is a lot of opportunities we, we can capture uh, the imagination and aspirations of Hong Kong's youth. Another big area, of course, is the Greater Bay Area, and which offers uh, huge opportunities uh, for uh, people, uh, for the young people in Hong Kong to establish their business not only in the Greater Bay Area, but also in, in Hong Kong, the two are linked together. Um, but w- but um, Mr. Leung, and, and when, when no, no, just a second, when is the Greater Bay Area going to happen? We've been hearing about it for years. Well, I mean, it's happening right across the border, <laughs> and, and it's integrated. Uh, of course, the pandemic is, is, is now uh, acting as a barrier, but the pandemics won't last forever. But let's look beyond pandemic, because Definitely, it's, it's not going to be permanent. Um, lots of things are happening, and then, um, in fact, some enterprising young people are starting their own businesses. Uh, for example, even o- o- opening up uh, cafe, ch- even chains, you know, uh, across different cities. Um, and another epic area to capture the imagination of youth uh, is the uh, Olympic um, uh, Games and also the sports facilities and in, in which Hong Kong you seem to excel, for example, fencing, cycling, and, and it's not just sports, because uh, if you are the, a star, and that translates into money-making as well, uh, you know, um, uh, being a spokesman and, and brands and, and that sort of thing. Um, and the third area where Hong Kong can provide more opportunities is through reindustrialization of Hong Kong. Um, I, I used to be Deputy Director General of Industry when the whole industry of Hong Kong was moving into the big, uh, in, into the Pearl River Delta. Uh, but then now the trend seems to be reversing in the, in the sense that some of the high tech um, industries are relying on Hong Kong's um, um, uh, uh, world. Uh, class um, universities um, can even be a hot bid uh, for this industrial uh, reindustrialization of Hong Kong. So that's the first aspect, um, employment and enterprise. The second aspect I'd like to highlight is empowerment. Now, empowerment uh, should not be an empty word. There should be opportunities for the the leaders, some of the youth leaders with experience and so on, um, to have their not only voice heard, but to have their, um, to be empowered. For example, uh, someone can speak for them in the executive, new executive council, um, and also um, in even uh, become a deputy chairman or, or even uh, some of the leaders in, in, in Hong Kong's wide range of consultative committees. Now, um, uh, John Lee um, highlighted the uh, idea uh, of forming teams um, in the CDO, the city district office uh, teams, um, so as to 
um, to help uh, with the implementation of government policies um, on the ground in various districts. Now, there is another area where the youth could play a very useful role, uh, either as part of the teams or as even a, 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 a deputy team leader and so on. Now, the third area is education. Now, education, of course, is nothing new, but then um, education should be geared uh, to creating a world view uh, rather than a kind of uh, very narrow uh, Hong Kong is the center of the world, that kind of thing. Um, Hong Kong in isolation. Um, but uh, in this day and age, it's important to have a global view, not only in terms of economics, but also politics, geopolitics, and, and so on and so forth. Um, and also teaching them 21st century skills rather than the skills uh, in the past. Now, finally, the, uh, the final area uh, where um, um, how to, to, to capture the imagination and aspiration of youth and to integrate them into the future development of Hong Kong is in, for, is in fostering national identity. Now, the failure of creating this national identity, in fact, leads to what we had experienced in the past. You know, in, in this protest, because uh, we have lost the whole generation of youth who do not identify themselves. So how do you do that? How now, do you do that? Now, said and done, uh, but I think that, that we can do this through projects inside China, projects on the environment, uh, projects on poverty relief, but also not only projects on the mainland, but also international projects with the United Nations, for example. Um, so I think that uh, we have got to crystallize all these ideas of uh, responding to youth aspirations in concrete ideas and projects, uh, you know, responding to the main areas as I highlighted, employment, enterprise, empowerment, education, and national identity. Now, these are, these are all very, all very good, um, grandiose in many cases, and pie in the sky in others. How about the very basic problem that's been highlighted of internet addiction and lack of digital discipline among the youth? Because all of the great things you've mentioned will come to a big fat zero if these kids are not taught to manage their online lives. So where well, are the measures to handle I, I all of that? A, I, I think there's a lot being done now. I mean, for example, as a result of the pandemic, uh, a lot of the um, education uh, lectures are being done online through Zoom and so on and so forth. And Hong Kong is, is, is of course, is, is the highly uh, connected society. Uh, you can see that uh, most of you, so that they are expert in, you know, in, in using the internet. Uh, but the question is that it's not so much their skills, their skills need to be further honed and, 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 and enhanced through the education system, but then the whole government system to provide them with this kind of opportunities. Um, for example, the employment opportunities in the Greater Bay Area. Um, no, Mr. Leung, you misheard me. I, I'm talking about the really basic grassroots stuff about the problems that they're having from sitting too long. They're all going to get bad backs. The problems they're going to have with their thumbs and their fingers. The problems of digital addiction. These are very real and are a real problem coming out of the online learning. Uh, which has also been an epidemic, is that nobody has taught them how to adjust very rapidly to this online age. And this is necessary. This is a public health issue. Where are the steps in Mr. Lee's program to cover this? Well, I think that the main thing is to enrich uh, the kind of opportunities 
Um, so we're talking more about physical and, sports, uh, aren't we, and physical life? minded kind of mentality is say, oh, this is uh, a problem with your finger, let's fix your finger. There's a problem with your arm, let's fix your arm. But then the, the, the problem is much interconnected. If you have a lack of opportunities, if you have a lack of diversity, if you have a lack of the infrastructure uh, and the opportunities for them, then absolutely they they would tend to be addicted to to one's particular area. Well, they are. Just could you pause you there for Jason? Jason, what's your view on this very grassroots situation? Actually, what Anna was asking about this uh, physical sport uh, sport facility is one of the recommendations uh, raised by our interviewees among the youth. Hong Kong is facing an issue, the government sports uh, recreational uh, facility are not enough to meet the demand of the youth. That may contribute one of the reasons why uh, they don't re- they are not really active in terms of sports and switch to internet, whatever. One of the recommendations uh, from the youth these days, can the local school actually open or share their school facility for the neighborhood or even the alumni, the graduates of their high school? Because at this moment, the government sports facility are a huge demand and it's not enough to meet uh, the needs of everyone. So if the the local school system can actually during the long official hour to share their facility with the community. That may actually help to relieve the, 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 the stress on the government facility. Because we are facing a crisis of youth health among everything else, exactly. aren't we? Exactly. Yep. Uh, indeed, indeed, we, we do see uh, uh, the problems like um, in terms of their body weight or even the psychological issue. Uh, we do see the necessity to have more recreational uh, activities open to the, to the youth so that uh, they can adopt a more healthy uh, manners of living. So, Mr. Leung, where well, do you, in, where in do you indeed, see... I mean, following on that, uh, let's uh, revert to, to my reference to the opportunities offered by the Olympic Games. Of course, no one can, can just be an Olympic champion overnight, but you could, you've got to offer them uh, various channels where they can train, where they can aspire to greater things, uh, and it may take uh, years, uh, and, and that would capture their passion. So, you, coming back to my point, you've got to offer them uh, a variety of opportunities that can respond to various talents and skills. I mean, because the youth are skilled in the internet, if you do not offer them um, a greater opportunities, some would tend to be addicted because there are a lack of channel for them. But if it's a channel for them to um, uh, to display their, 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 their leadership skills, um, it, uh, their, their, uh, their knowledge uh, in various panels, for example, take a leadership role um, in the governance of Hong Kong, um, and, and also the, the, the most important thing is that a lot of the youth are resistant to the Great Bay Area because they do not have a sense of national identity. They resist everything coming from the mainland, as if everything com- coming from the mainland is tainted uh, with what they view as the, as the communist regime, but without realizing they're part and parcel of the Chinese nation. Which so is how, can you open, how can you open the their minds to, to have that more uh, open appreciation of what's going on uh, just across the border? Well, as I said, you, you've got to, to address the, 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 the four different areas, employment, enterprise, okay. empowerment, education, uh, and also a sense of 
of, of the national identity in terms of um, um, uh, getting them to understand uh, China more, and not through the books, you know, but, uh, okay. but also um, uh, personal okay, Jason, Jason, how about, on how, the mainland. How, Jason. how about that? How about that? Uh, I mean, because uh, Mr. Lee also did say that uh, one of the things he wants to do is uh, encourage uh, a sense of loving our country and Hong Kong. Sure. Uh, if, in fact, amongst our interview with the youth, they did uh, recognize that, yes, they know there's a necessity to build a stronger sense towards the country. But actually, they will appreciate a bit more if there's more flexibility or easier way uh, to, to actually get to know the country more. They have made two very interesting recommendations. I think uh, everyone in this city can consider about it. One is uh, they consider whether they can actually develop a student pass for the real system in China. In, I mean, apart from learning the, the nationalism in, in the classroom, they can actually do more independent travel to explore the, the country in their own way. I think this is one of the things that we can make use of the good infrastructure in China. At the same time, encourage more independent explorations by the youth into the country. And another one they have made the recommendation is whether there's another kind of cultural path. Yes, in China, there are lots of art activities or cultural activities. But instead of like we have this very standard one that uh, we, we, we encourage the student to watch in Hong Kong, let them to explore the country themselves. And this is what exactly the, the youth have, have made this recommendation to us in our interview. Well, apart from exploring uh, and also enjoying the arts and culture and so on and so forth, uh, and also very important channel is for them to take part actually in projects on the environment, on poverty relief on the mainland. There are lots of all these projects. And, and if they take part in it, and, they, and rather than seeing the big cities, they see the whole of China, you know, how the nation is responding to all these big challenges of poverty and also an environment. And then that would enable them to, to have a bigger understanding of China rather than just enjoying the fine food and the scenery uh, and, and culture and arts and so on and so forth. And through the personal experience, and which demand their own contribution to problems solving on the ground inside China. I think that would be a, a, a useful adjunct uh, to what our other guests were saying. So, Jason, do you think that they should be organized at school level, these trips to China, to get people to have just a, a better well, idea? At, at all levels, actually. I mean, the, the, the schools, the universities, uh, the, the, the NGOs and the government, uh, and, and, and working together with their mainland counterparts, you know, it's the whole of society kind of effort which can uh, are all interrelated. So, Jason, Jason, how should this be organized? Because it will require organization. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that... That's uh, uh, Mr. Lung, Mr. Lung Sorry, Andrew, that question we'll, we'll was for let, Jason. Uh, we'll no, I agree to, I agree to Mr. Lung somehow. Yes, it's the, from all levels of the society. Of course, the, the schools should... should, should organize some exchange tour in a better manner. We also recommend uh, uh, the government commission or school to reveal the, the current formula, how they organize the exchange tour. Actually, it can be more interactive. But at the same time, because the youth today are quite, are quite independent or they have better uh, development than our old days, uh, we should leave some possibility for them to explore uh, how to appreciate uh, the country in terms of technological development, financial development. Even in their independent exploration, they can also contribute to the poverty, uh, we, I mean, relief uh, in, in China. I think uh, we should leave some room for the for the youth to explore their way, how they understand and how they can love the country in their own way. Do the, do the, do the local schools organise trips to the mainland? Because I, I know that uh, international schools here do. I, I think the local school they also do. But of course, uh, the pandemic uh, have, have stopped uh, the, the trend a little bit. Yes. But we are in recent discussion with a lot of schools. They're also thinking after the pandemic, how they can actually make their exchange 
tour to the China uh, to be more interactive or flexible, more reactive to the to the interests of the youth. We do hear school are planning things like that. Okay, and in terms of sport, Jason, what's mm. their view on physical sport and the expansion and amalgamation of that with with cross border activities? Uh, Actually, in the cultural past that we mentioned, they also mentioned like uh, in, apart from the cultural activity, actually it can be sport event. We also encourage uh, the, the Greater Bay Area can organize more cross-border uh, event like the marathon from the from the from Sumjun or Guangzhou all the way to Hong Kong. Actually, the youth make a very interesting idea. Yes, like what Mr. Learn says, sports can be another element that uh, the youth can explore how to build a stronger sense towards the country. But at the moment, we haven't uh, made good use of the whole concept of GBA at this moment. They're definitely, uh, apart from the economic development, whatever, even sport events can be more cross-border events opening for everyone to, to, to join this kind of physical participation together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how about Andrew Lung's points as well about uh, 21st century skills? That's what we need. Uh, I mean, could that come through more vocational training? Yeah, the vocational training is definitely very important because at this, at this moment, most of our students are going through the DSE stream. They go for the standard uh, business or, or finance or, or management education. The youth have mentioned they, they, they hope there should be a diversification diversifications mm-hmm. of the of the employment sectors in, in Hong Kong. Uh, we are too limited at this moment. We focus on only a few economic pillars. So they, they, they were thinking whether the government can actually have a f- more forward-looking mindset to talk about the future uh, employment sectors that possible for this city. And at the same time, we have a, a group of youth they are running startup already. They, they are facing the issue like they have the startup but they don't have market for their service or their output. So in in order to support a better opportunity of startup for the youth that they see the prospect over there, they encourage the government to consider whether they can establish a, a procurement list to have priority to the local Hong Kong startup if their service or product meeting the government standard. Actually, the government can be the first one to procure, to, to buy, to, to, to subscribe to the service of the local startup. Okay. All right. Well, thank you uh, very much for joining uh, our discussion this morning. Uh, That was Jason Yip, uh, CEO of the Mingwai Youth Office. And thanks also very much to uh, Andrew Leung, uh, International Independent China Strategist. Um, uh, So uh, stay with us. We've got the news summary coming up, uh, followed by Morning Brew. Um, I'll be back uh, tomorrow with COVID update and back chat. And I'll be joined uh, tomorrow in the studio by James Ockenden. Um, Thanks to our listeners. Um, Thanks very much to uh, everybody who wrote in. And thanks to you, Anna. You're welcome. And hopefully we'll be seeing you uh, next week. Uh, So let's have a quick look uh, at the weather before we go to the news summary. So it's going to be fine and dry. Um, Hot uh, during the day with a top temperature of around 28 degrees. Moderate east to northeasterly winds. Occasionally fresh offshore. The outlook uh, mainly fine and hot tomorrow, uh, becoming cloudier with more showers gradually in the following couple of days. It's currently 25 degrees and the relative humidity is at 52%. The Education Bureau has launched the eApp online application system for this year's Hong Kong Diploma of Secondary Education Examination Candidates. Students can lodge advance applications for sub-degree and undergraduate degree programs not covered by the Joint University Programs Admission System. 
eligible applicants may receive conditional offers before the release of examination results. Please visit www.eapp.gov.hk for details. The new summary with Andrew Shirovsky. Thank you, Jim. The Russian military has intensified bombardment of a besieged Ukrainian steelworks after the first civilians to be evacuated from the site reached safety. The United Nations says 101 people were picked up from the Azovstal plant in Mariupol, where they'd spent weeks underground in desperate conditions. Restaurants across Hong Kong have seen a surge in bookings since the chief executive's announcement that from tomorrow, restaurants will be allowed to seat up to eight customers per table. James Robertson, a restaurant owner, told RTHK he welcomed the easing but said people in the trade are confused by some of the rules. And the Senate Majority Leader in the United States, Chuck Schumer, said he plans to hold a vote as early as next week on enshrining the right to an abortion into federal law. It follows the leaking of a draft Supreme Court ruling showing that